Hi, I'm Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton, and you're listening to Single High, a Notre Dame football podcast from UHND.com, the official home of the Kyle Hamilton fan club. And Greg Welcome to a very somber edition of the Single High Notre Dame Football Podcast from UHND.com. We are coming to you uh, after the first loss of the 2021 season. I am your host, trying to uh, to help you all get through uh, what was a very rough game. For Notre Dame football today, Frank Fatovich, uh, owner of UHND, writer at UHND, and uh, joined as always by the president of the Kyle Hamilton fan club, Mr. Greg Flamong. Greg, uh, as you could tell, I don't have a whole lot of enthusiasm or energy after this one. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, well, my... Um... My daughter uh, balled out today, so hey, hey somebody soccer game. Did they win? Uh, no, it was oh, uh, well. At least she played well. Yeah, she played well. <laughs> All right, well that's good. That somebody yeah. played well today. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Hey, hey, do you want to? Should we just podcast about the soccer game? I wasn't there, but I could probably make something up. We uh, could pod yeah. about the soccer game. So her <laughs> team was her team was shorthanded. <laughs> All right. And uh, so they played one down the whole game, and she was, like, all over the place. We were really, we were really very happy. All right. Well, hey, okay. good uh, good for the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the little gal. Because, um, hey, that was probably the highlight of your sports watching day, I'm getting it. It definitely uh, was. I mean, I, I was, the whole time I was thinking, thank God I did not miss her game. To to watch Notre Dame. So. Oh my God! Where to begin, Greg? Where do we begin in this one? Um, oh man, that was just that was that was rough. That was that's ah, the, the 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 adjectives are there. Um, you know, a lot of them, you know, are not good. Uh, it's uh, and we're gonna try to keep this pod. I don't want to say optimistic, you know, because it's tough right now. But we're going to try to keep it not doom and gloom. Uh, we're going to we're not we're not going to scream and we're not going to rant. We're not going to yell. It's not our mo here at uh, at single high. But uh, I mean, we are gonna we are gonna try to break this one down. It was a just a a rough rough football game for Notre Dame. And I mean, it was from the from the start of the game. It was flashbacks of like 2011 of, 
you march down the field on the first drive, you get down to first and goal at the five, you're feeling pretty good. And the next thing you know, you're throwing an interception. And that was just that it, that one drive was almost a microcosm for the entire game of that was, that was the kind of day that it was going to be for Notre Dame. And that, that pretty much summed it up. It did not, sadly, it never really got much better than that. Right. The, the first and the first thing goal from the five on the first drive was probably the closest Notre Dame was to being in control of that game, the entire game. And, and never again, did they, did they recapture that? So just not a good game. Um, I mean, you, we entered this season with a lot of questions. That was the entire theme of all of our summer podcasts. We started to get some answers, you know, in the first couple games. But, you know, this was probably the first game this year where you're now leaving it with more questions than you had going in. And uh, I don't know where, where. Where 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 do you think it just where 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 did it get off the rails, Greg? Where, what 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 does it boil down to? You know, from your perspective, after uh, after having caught up on the game now, uh, you know, after uh, you know watching the watching the replay, which God bless you for watching the replay. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you had an inkling of what was coming based on if you opened up your phone. So I knew I knew a little bit. Um, yeah. So well, I, I knew going into it, and so that I watched the whole thing back. Um, yeah. I actually disagree that there are more questions because I okay. feel like there should be clarity now. <laughs> okay. Um, should is a key word there. I mean, I think there should have been clarity going into the game. And I was very surprised that Jack Cohn started. Um, yeah. I... Mostly because, mostly because I, I didn't think he would be healthy enough to play and yeah. watching him it, I can see from that, point of view that he was um you know he was he, i didn't think he was moving poorly or anything like that so yeah. um kelly said he thought he was 100 percent, and it looked like that was the case so I, I understand that part of it but um you know and and i we really tiptoed around it on the la on the preview pod about you know kind of cone and in, in the way that he was the way that he was playing and, and, you know, we don't, well, I'm, we're not trying to like call for someone's job like that. Like they need right. to sit him or whatever. It's just like, what we're seeing is like, he's just not playing well. Mm-hmm. And, and the team for whatever reason, you know, Pine gave him a, a quote unquote spark and, and it looked good and the Wisconsin game and everyone, you know, all the players are talking about how much they like him and he's a very popular guy. And and then we talked about the 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 mobility that he has and that sort of thing. And and so I just kind of felt like it seems like it's just a better situation for him, for the whole offense, that he would be the quarterback. And then he wasn't. Yeah. And you know, you you kind of said it um you said it right. Like I, I thought it was like the twenty, the twenty eleven thing, right? And obviously, yeah. I know how the game ends, so it's it's like easy for me to think that. But it was. It's like they're moving, they're moving, they're moving, and then it's just like inexplicable interception. Like it's second down. Yep. And what are you doing? Like what? 
you cannot like and and it's like the here's the thing and it goes back to like the whole point again the whole theory behind a fifth year quarterback is you don't get stuff like that yep you don't get it you don't get the situation where you're off your back foot and you just throw it into the end zone to nobody it just doesn't happen and it and it did happen and and from there it was just there was just never a successful drive for the rest of the first half um let me put the let me find the the numbers on twitter because i just put it up so in the first half it's 39 plays for 144 yards yep it's 3.7 yards per play and obviously the first uh the first the first drive is what 70 yards right because yeah, they take it is, a knee, yeah. so it's a 70 yard drive so the rest of the rest of the first half is you got 74 yards on what 30 plays something like that it's just you know it's it just stagnant um yeah. and you know so you, the, the i feel like leaving the game I, I think you have to i think you have to um you just have to come to the conclusion that it's going to be, it's going to be pine and they need to go with pine. Yeah. And you know, that's just how it's got to go. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's very hard to disagree with that after watching this game. Um, I don't, it, it was the, the play. I, I mentioned it on Twitter. I wrote about it already. There's one play that stood out to me where I was like, I, I just you you have to do something at this point. You can't keep you can't keep um, you know doing what you're doing on offense. And it was the third and five at the end of the first half. And uh, Notre Dame had the ball. It, I mean, it, it was it was pretty solid field position, if I recall. Uh, I forget the exact yard line. Let me look it up. Um, eh, it wasn't great. It was it was the Notre Dame 38. So you're you're not that far off of midfield. You're in reasonable distance uh you know of being able to do something uh and it's third and five and cone drops back and he kind of rolls to the right and, and there's just nobody by him like nobody he's kind of by himself uh and he just starts like kind of drifting away there there wasn't a lot of pressure and he just throws it away and i was like dude what are you doing right there there was there wasn't a ton of time left at that point um and it was like Dude, chuck it to the end. Like, just do something with it, right? Like, you run run with the ball, even if you're not going to get anywhere. Or, like, like force it at that point. Force it downfield. There was, like, less than 10 seconds left. And it's, like, if you throw it to the end zone or you throw it deep and it's in coverage and it gets picked off, who cares? Right? Like, it's a punt. It's the end of the half. Like, take a chance. Do something. Like, there was nothing to lose in that situation. And you just, like, kind of ta- – casually tossed it out of bounds and i was like man what do you come on like that's the that that was the play where i was like well what is what, what is this offense like trying to do right now um and it was rough uh and then you know pine did come in he provided the spark his numbers weren't sterling right i mean it's not like he uh, you know but i mean it was also because he took some chances and he had some drops he had some brutal drops the kevin austin drop in the fourth down was just Oh, that was that was like that was a gut punch because you're like, finally, he's wide open. And oh, God, he dropped it because like 
And I mean, he did the classic wide receiver thing of like, oh my God, first, you know, I haven't been open all day. I'm finally open. I, I got to turn and run up field right away and then just dropped it. And you're like, oh man. Uh, it was, so he had that one. There was a couple others that maybe, you know, could have been caught. Uh, but like for the most part, like he had like, maybe I would say, I'd have to go back and rewatch it. And I haven't done that, but uh, he was nine to 22. But of those incompletions, there weren't a lot that you're like, woof. That was bad, right? There was like maybe like maybe two or three were just not great passes. The others were like close or maybe there was good defense. Um, so it, it, it's pretty clear. I mean, I get, to me, it's clear. It seems like it's clear to you. Most of the people watching that game, I think it was pretty clear that that is the direction that the offense needs to go. Because, I mean, if you go back and you look at this game, like it did not – it, it, the fact that it was 17 to nothing at halftime was just ridiculous because it shouldn't have been, you know, it, it was, it was all Notre Dame mistakes and one Cincinnati drive that led to the 17, nothing. It was the, you know, the interception by, uh, you know, by Buckner when they put him in and he got, you know, he got picked off on that third down when he got hit and then Notre Dame fumbles the ensuing kickoff after giving up the touchdown um, or no, sorry. I think I had that reversed. Um, it was, uh, it was the field goal first and then they fumbled the kickoff and then, uh, you know, giving up the touchdown. So it's like, you know, it didn't need to do, you know, or actually, no, I was right the first time. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long day, but you get the point. It was like, you give up the touchdown. It's like, okay. Uh, you know, we're going to fumble the kickoff immediately. And the defense actually did a pretty good job there of you know of holding him to three after that uh, after that fumble or after the muffed kickoff. But it's like, I mean, that's ten points that you just spotted Cincinnati. Uh, so you get through the first half, and I I've tweeted it at halftime. I was like, this is not big. Notre Notre Dame was down seventeen points, and at that point, Desmond Ritter was like, ah shit, now I gotta go find it. Uh, he was something like seven of seventeen for less than a hundred yards at, at the time that I tweeted it or something like that. And I was like, it's not good. He's going to get better than that. Like he's not that bad of a quarterback. Uh, so it, it was just not ideal, but it didn't need to be either. You know, Notre Dame had a chance. They had the chance to take the lead early, you know, and then you get the other two turnovers that lead to 10 points. And it's, it's, it's like, it, it uh, a little bit ironic in that it, it's almost the reverse of what we did to, uh, to Wisconsin last week of, you know, the one team, one team made a ton, a ton of mistakes and the other team didn't. And the team that didn't make the mistakes won the game. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's somewhat ironic in, in how these two games, uh, you know, played out, you know, for Notre Dame standpoint, but uh, it just, it didn't need to be that way. Like there's one, it's, there's, there's the games when you lose, when you are like, we just got beat, right? You, where you get beat, like, top to bottom, like the Bama games, the Clemson ACC championship game, even the Miami game in 17, you're like, we just never had a chance in that game. Because it was, oh, and the only reason we didn't have a chance is because, you know, we played, you know, as badly, you know, as we did. But there's those games where you're like, well, there's, there's nothing we could have done. This was not one of those games. This was a game that Notre Dame Notre Dame had every opportunity in the game uh you know to you know to change the outcome and, and did not um, and that's disappointing because uh, this it, again we've talked about this team was you know had a lot of flaws but 
you know, it didn't <laughs> the first loss of the season did not have to happen today. And I just found the tweet. You know what? Sorry, it was uh, it was before they went down 17. Uh, he started the game seven of 17 for 47 yards. And we were down 10 at that point. And I was like, that's not good because, you know, you know, he was going to play better than seven of 17 for 47. So. Ugh, it's just it's a disappointing game, right? It's because they could have. You know, and it's, you know, it's the, you know, the, the team saying coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know, every time is, is not the position you want to be in, obviously. But it just was, um, like I said, disappointing in so many ways today. Well, I think, look, any loss this year, we were going to feel this way because yeah. there is no Georgia and there is no Clemson, right? Yeah. Or at least, Cle- I mean, I wish there was Clemson. They're freaking not very good. But yeah. Like the point is, is that like any team that we play this year was going to have that kind of um, feeling about it. Yeah. But look, we said we said on the preview pod, like it's up to Notre Dame. Like, are they going to put a game together or are they going to keep screwing around? And they've been screwing around on offense the whole season. All year they've been doing this. And obviously, like, it's been it's been a mess. And so, uh, you know, they they finally messed around too much. And yeah. it's like, look, the the Cincinnati's first two scoring drives were eight plays and 20 yards. That was yeah. the total. And they got yeah. to 10 points on us. And it's like we didn't need to go. I mean, think of it, right? They didn't have to do anything to to get to ten points up, right? Yeah. Two scores up. What did they have to do, right? Not much. They hit the quarterback and the ball squirts and the guy returns it to the three, or whatever. They score a touchdown. Then we drop the kickoff, and like, what's going on? Like, and, and then and it's, it's like really good job by the defense to keep him out of the end zone there. Yeah, and then. You know, they, they gave up the long drive before half, which is obviously just a killer, right? I mean, yeah. it's just a killer. You're you're holding them, you're yeah. holding them down all game, and then you just give up just a backbreaker because yep. then they get the ball to start the second half too, because we always receive. Yeah. And well, and since so, the toss and deferred, so that wasn't we didn't have the choice. Right, but we oh, but we we always receive, right? Yeah. So we, we if we win the toss, we're gonna we're gonna receive it. Um. So we've been we've been scuffling, right? Yeah. So it's not this is not a question of like to me this isn't a story about like we blew it in a way that like oh it's so unlike us. Like this is completely oh, yeah, like us. This is what we've been doing. Yeah. And and that's why to me it's like it's like we've been doing this all season. It's like we need to make a change. And the change needed to come before it cost you a game. And that's what's frustrating about it is that, like, every time the team needs a spark, they put in another quarterback who isn't Jack Cohn. Yeah. I mean, th- this is why we had to go to Tyler Buckner. Against Toledo, yeah. Right. And, and, like, we kept going with Buckner, and it's like – and then, you know, Drew Pine comes in, and everyone said he provided a spark, a change of pace against Wisconsin. And it's sitting right there, and and we messed around, and now it's 17 nothing, 
in in the biggest game of the season. Yep. And we're messing around. And you change quarterbacks. Like, look, you started the wrong quarterback. You did. Yeah. And that's a that's that is completely with the lineup is completely within your control. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, like there was this was one of the worst. This is like I, I tweeted it out there of of the Brian Kelly reboot, you know, post twenty sixteen. This this is not this is like one of his you know, not one of his finer days. It, it's up there with one of his worst in terms of, you know, just the decisions that were made, not coming in and during the game. Like you, you talked about the, you know, picking, you know, the, the decisions you make at quarterback. How about the decisions they made in game with quarterback, right? You put Drew Pine in the game. He he provides you a spark. You know, he starts getting rolling a little bit there on that first drive in the second half. Notre Dame's moving the ball. You know, you got lucky. First of all, you got lucky by the missed field goal because since he's field goal kicker is really bad. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, we were lucky that it was only 17 at that point. But you get Pine in. He comes in and, you know, all of a sudden he hits. Uh, he hits Mayer for 15. Then he hits Austin for 17. We got first down Cincinnati 35. What do you do? Let's take out the guy who just completed a couple passes and moved us down the field for the first time all game. And we're going to put in the quarterback that we run with, that everybody knows we're going to run with. And guess what? He gets stuffed for a no, for no gain on first down, and it's a throwaway play, basically. And you're like, okay, well, cool. Now now we, we just threw a play away after we had a guy who came in and was just getting into, you know, into rhythm. And those kind of plays are – it, they're just almost I, – I don't know how you I, – I, they're, they're almost inexcusable. Like, I, I don't know how you – what rationale like tells you in that case, like, okay, we're moving the ball finally. You know, like let's take the guy out who just completed back-to-back 15 and 17-yard passes. And that's totally within the, the staff's control. That, that's not a – you know, I saw somebody you know, responding to me on Twitter was like, well, the coaching staff didn't throw interceptions. The coaching staff didn't drop a kickoff. No, they didn't, but they also are the ones that control the lineup. And they are also the ones that do things like that, that you're like, why, why are you doing that? Right. So it, you finally have something working and you're like, well, it's outsmart everybody. No, you only outsmarted yourself. That's that, that was what that was. I have less of a problem though with that, because that's like a, that's like any sort of play, right? Like, it's 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 one of those things where like when we talked we, we talked about it before like it's really hard to juggle quarterbacks it's hard to balance it right and so you don't want to have to do it and we're doing it and remember we yeah. had the conversation like Florida won a national title with this it's like okay but like that was 2006 yeah like but you, it, it's you, it's very di- but I, I understand your point like you just I, made I, the change though it's like you just made the change I I, I understand I, I, but like Buckner is not. It, Buckner is the package, right? So the other quarterback, whether it's Cone or Pine, like they want Buckner's package. Like they want to do that. Like to me, like that is you're taking you're taking a risk on putting your guy in to do his package. And that's like I, maybe I don't agree, right? Like like it's it's one of those things where it's like I don't like the first down and second down play calls against Wisconsin, right? I don't yeah. like those, right? And this is kind of the same thing. But to me, it's like it's it's a separate thing from Cone because we had four games of evidence for Cone. 
It's like, it's not like, oh, we pushed the wrong button at the wrong time. Like this was, he looked exactly like he has looked in the last three games. And in the last three games, it's been bad. It's been bad quarterback play and we got it again. And, and you couldn't have it. You cannot have it in this game. And so that, that's why I look at it kind of like a different way. So like, I, I, I hear you, like when, when I was doing the rewatch, I was, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I saw him come in. I was like, I don't know if I would have done that. Like he just hit a couple of throws and now you're exactly. taking him out. So like, that was weird to me, right? That is a, a game decision that I disagreed with. Yeah. It is different though, in that it's like, you know, that the way Jack Cohn is playing is not going to work. It's not sustainable. It hasn't worked against any team. Well, other than a terrible Florida State team. But but like that it was that was four weeks ago. You know? I know. Like, I'm just saying that's <laughs> kind of my point, though. I'm saying like that's the only time it's really worked. No, totally. Is, and 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 which and is it has like the aberration at this point. And it hasn't worked since then. And so to me, that like that is a that could not happen. You yeah. cannot be wrong about this. Yeah. So that was that was kind of how I felt about that. Um, you know, you mentioned Kevin Austin before, and you you don't you wouldn't know about this, but Kevin Austin oh. reminds me of Lamar Odom so much. Okay. Because Let's Lamar Lamar Odom was the guy who had all of the physical tools, right? And yep. when Lamar was on, he was fantastic, right? I mean, we're talking like 20 yep. points, 15 rebounds, assists, running yeah. the floor, leading hey, the I fast fantasy break. basketball. I, I right, like Lamar was all lineups. of those, all of those things. When Lamar was off, not playable. Can't be out there. And that's the Kevin Austin experience right now where like, you get him against Florida State, you get him against Wisconsin, and it's like this guy, that's the dude right there. You get him against, you know, Purdue and in this game, and it's like, do you even want to be playing? Well, hey, let's be fair. This is the first time. Remember, like we we forget, right? We we forget that this is the first real time he's been playing football in four years. So yeah, I'm 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 willing to say, you know, like there's gonna be we knew there was gonna be growing pains. Um, that, that, that drop today was just, was it's not the drops for me. It's the body language. Like, man, do you want to be out here or what? Let's go. You know, like I, I, the drop is bad, like, but there's like no urgency there. Like, where is it? Come on, man. Like, I know you got it. Yeah. So that's a rough one. It's, that is a, it is a rough one. Um, and it was like at a brutal time too, because it was like, what was it? We were only down ten. We it was that was it was still seventeen. We were down, it was seventeen seven. seven at that yeah. point. And it was like if he would have caught that, where that was what that was near midfield, and that would have just been like, it that would have been such a big play because it would have been it was early enough that you're like, man, you score there, and it's a it's it's a whole new ball game. I mean, we eventually scored to cut it to four because we missed the extra point, which was just brutal on the Lindsay touchdown. But um, now, yeah, that one, ah, that one was just, that was, that was, oof, that was, that was a rough one too. Uh, I mean, talk about, talk about like guys who are hot and cold. I mean, door. Yeah. Well, like, we I, like, like I tweeted, well, to man, be fair, like, like, too, like, that was, it was crazy. It, they said that was, he, he missed his very first extra point 
in uh, in his career that in that Navy game uh, in what was that twenty. Wait, it was 18. 2018. I was there. That, that was that was his, that was his, today was his first miss as an on an extra point since then. Uh, it just came at an inopportune time. I mean, you know what? Actually, it ended up not mattering in the slightest, other than the the momentum and like oh factor, you know, of like oh we just missed the FPAT. But like, I mean, it was still a four point game. Uh, you know, we if if anything. You know, even if even if we could have held them to a field goal, it still would have kept it a um, seven-point game. But um, it's just, uh, it was, which actually is, uh, where, where are we at here? Uh, it, no, yeah, no, they uh, they scored uh, they scored the touchdown after. That's right. Um, to make it twenty-four to thirteen. So, oh, that yeah, that was. I mean, there was just that was like it. it those are the kind of thing. It's just like it's not your day when you see that kind of yeah interception on your own five yard line, missing extra points, fumbling kickoffs. Like when those three things all happen to you in one game, it's like this is it's not no matter what you do, not gonna be your day. And it was it was so South Florida e 2011. Like maybe not to that extent because that game was just there was like. You, we wouldn't. We would have needed like two more turnovers in the red zone for it to be full South Florida 2011. But it, it was like that, where you're like, you. Re, this is. It, it's now we know how Wisconsin felt last week when Wisconsin did all the things that they did, uh, you know, against us, where they let up the touchdown, uh, you know, on the kickoff, and then they kept turning the ball over. Um, it was bad, and it's just you're not going to win those games. You're not going to win a lot of games when uh, you know you turn the ball over three times, uh, you know, regardless of what you do, the rest of the turnover battle, I think what, and, and we ended up minus two, uh, cause we did get the fumble from Foskey who, if you're looking for silver linings, Isaiah Foskey was just a beast again today. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't show up fully in, in terms of a ton of sacks cause he only had the one, but I mean, he was, he was getting pressure and he was hard. Like Cincinnati was having a hard time blocking, uh, blocking him. And I mean, his, that forced fumble was what got Notre Dame back in the game. It was seven, 17 nothing when Foskey forced that fumble. And Cincinnati was on, I mean, they were knocking on the door. They were on the Notre Dame 24 when Foskey, you know, when, when Foskey came in and, and yeah. you know, forced that with, uh, with Drew White recovering it. So you're looking for silver linings. He was, he was really good again today. Um, I mean, there were, and there was a few players, you know, for all the bad that happened today. There was a few players that really stood out, you know, and, and are and are showing that they have bright futures. Cam Hart had another great game. Uh, he came, you know, inches away from getting an interception near the goal line, mm-hmm. where he really he read the route and he, you know, he uh, he he um, avoided the pick play and you know and got in there and and broke up the play. Almost got a almost got his hands on an interception. Uh, you know, he was he, he was right there you know, all game long. So he, you know, great game for him. Um, I'm trying to think who else that, I, that, that really stood out as having a good game. I thought Braden Lindsay had a good game. You know, obviously he had the touchdown, which was not an easy catch. He also had a really tough catch. I think it was a third down. And again, I should go back and, and rewatch this to know, but he had one uh, from pine where pine was just like kind of high and wide on him. And and Lindsay still caught it. Um, so I thought Braden Lindsay actually played, you know, a pretty good game. He there's a couple of plays too that Pine, you know, maybe again with more reps hits, but he had he had Lindsay on a couple crossers where he just 
fired it and uh like nobody would have caught it so i Lindsay looks good yeah you know, at least to me today out there you had the lorenzo styles making a nice catch early on um but you know it was actually interesting too they were was trying to make a comeback in the fourth quarter you had two freshman receivers on the field for a lot of those plays yeah you, you had styles and you had uh deon colsey so you know, the, the Brian Kelly will not play freshman receiver narrative clearly shot to hell today, um, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with both of them on the field in crunch time, which I didn't watch the, the, the Kelly presser to be full, fully honest, because I was just I was too I was too low, too low to, to do it at the time. I read the transcript. What do you want to but, know? About uh, did, did he get asked about, you know, was, was Austin benched? Because that's what it appeared like. It did not come up. Um, it appeared like that because Colsey and Styles were out there. Um, and I was like, Whoa, okay. All right. And they, there was one shot specifically where you could see styles lined up on the outside. And that was like the way the camera cut it. It was like BK was, was visible and right behind BK was, uh, was Kevin Austin. So that was, uh, that was interesting, uh, you know, development in the fourth, uh, you know, fourth quarter, but man, you know what, it, I, what was interesting too, was like, is it just me or did it appear at least in the beginning that they had some success running the ball? Uh, you know, the, the first run, first run went for 16 yards with Kyrie yeah. and they were getting, you, you know, they weren't ripping off after that. They weren't ripping off a ton of, you know, 10 yard runs, obviously, but it was, it, it seemed like it was working when they went right at Cincinnati and it seems like they did get away from it a little bit. I mean, getting down 17 points will, you know, will do that. But it did seem like that was there, you know, early on. And again, maybe if you don't go down, it's something that they could have built uh, built on. But oof, what what are, what are your positives? What what do you, what do you got from that regard? Before we you know get too deep into the game, positives. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Pine played well, right? I mean, he he That's looked true. he looked good. Um. It's like it's one of those things. Like, can I see him when they you build the game plan around him? You know, like that's what I want to see. Yeah. Um, like you said, Cam Hart, man. He just he just he's taking the leap, and you can see it. I mean, he's just he's so confident. He's confident out there. Everything he does is just full go with complete conviction. It's just fantastic. I mean, he's I'm telling you, he is a top top two round pick. Yeah, the size, the speed. He's you know starting to make plays on the ball. He's a good tackler. It's fantastic. Um, let's see positives. You know, I thought the pass blocking was pretty good today. I thought so too. Yeah, I, I, I had two I, sacks. That's an improvement. It, yeah, they had two sacks and they they gave up less pressures than Cincinnati did. Um, yeah. So I thought I thought they held up pretty well. Um, let me think more on positives. <laughs> Did I stump you by asking? I mean, it's just like it's one of those things where, like, I don't know, like, so, uh, there's, uh, I mean, there's like, there's positive individuals, right? Like, I, like Lindsay, right? He goes up and gets a ball. That's good. Yeah. Um. Joe, how about just, Joe Alt? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I, you know, I, I saw that he was in. I, I haven't really looked at the, uh, the lineman too much, just because I was trying to get through the game. Yeah. Um, and kind of just get the whole like gist of it. I, like if there were plays that came up, I wanted to be able to talk about them. Um, so Joe Alt, yeah, for sure. 
Um, I mean, how crazy is it that we go into the season thinking, oh, man, it's going to be rough. You know, not rough, but it's, it's it's pretty wild. Might start a true freshman at left tackle. But, hey, he's a top 100 guy, so it's going to be cool. And now, all of a sudden, here we are. We're going to go into week six next week. There's a good chance, based on the way that game ended, we are going to start another true freshman at left tackle. But it's going to be a guy who, you know, at this time last year, was rated as a three-star tight end. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, it's funny because, like, when they said that Tosh Baker was going to be out, and I tweeted, it's like, actually, this isn't that, like, big a deal. Yeah. And everyone's like, uh, it is a big deal. And I was like, no, it actually isn't because, like, once you're at the Tosh Baker level, like, it kind of doesn't matter who you put in at this point. Like, it's already, it's already kind of like a bad situation. So you yeah. just have to you're just trying to make the best of it, right? Like you're just trying to, you're like, it's, there's always going to be some problem and there's going to be some upside with matter who comes in. Right. Mm -hmm. We're already at the I'm concerned stage. So, um, you know, hopefully, I mean, if, if it is going to be all, I like it because he's talented and everyone's liked him. Right. They liked him as soon as they came in, and, and it's all probably just you know experience and strength and all that stuff. And you know, can he withstand a whole game? I don't know, but you know, at least there's talent there, right? Yeah. Lean on the talent, I say. Yeah, well, and the athleticism—he's not gonna—he might get bull rushed because he's yeah, he's a true freshman, so strength might be an issue. But right. um, he's but not like gonna... we're kind of out of the we're kind of out of the gauntlet of like the really great defenses too. Exactly. So. So that, that's something, right? Uh, there's that. I mean, it's hard to find much positives. I, I mean, you go back and you look at that offensive line, and again, it needs a good rewatch to really break it down. But, I, I mean, I know there was one play specifically. It was one of the two sacks that we did give up. It was in the first half, uh, and it wasn't Cone's fault at all. I think it was, it was Carmody. Was it Carmody? No, I'm I thinking th- of the I, one. There was one. Uh, it was right up the gut. And when you see the replay, like Madden is just kind of on, I don't even want to say on skates. Like he just got, he got so twisted by whatever move that interior lineman did. He's like, he, he's like trying to gain his balance while the guy is, you know, sacking cone. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that was, that was rough. Um, oh, I know which one you're talking about. It was in the first half. Um, yeah. so, I mean, other than that, I mean, yeah, the line did line did not have a good game again uh, overall. Uh, I mean, the, the, like we said, the pass protection was good in the second half at least. But again, now is that the pass protection being good? Is it the quarterback working, knowing with you know being able to maneuver a little bit? Uh, it's probably a little column A, probably a little column B. But um, uh, that was yeah, and and then we got now got to worry about two, uh, you know, Michael Mayer being hurt. So, which is not ideal because, I mean, get kudos to him for gutting it out. Like, but at the same time, I was like, mm, just get him off the field. Like, I don't like you saw him limping. I was like, God, I know he wants to play, but like, don't let him hurt himself more. Um, you know, when he tried to run that route on the last drive that we, mm-hmm. you know, that we had before turning it over on downs, um, you could tell he was just not 100 percent, but such a freaking beast. He's still <laughs> earlier in that drive, hurt, limping, still just gets open, you know, to convert. I think it was like a third and five, uh, because he's that good. 
So, um, I mean, we'll see, though, what happens with him now is now you got to worry, is, is Mayer hurt? Or, well, we know he's hurt because he's not, um, you know, we, we saw it with our eyes. matter is, is whether or not he can play. And if I'm not mistaken that, I did see, um, you know, that he's got a groin that he's been battling through is what, yeah. uh, is, what uh, is what Kelly said after. So, and we'll see if he's, uh, he's going to be able to, uh, you know, to play against uh, Virginia Tech on Saturday night in Blacksburg, but um, I'm trying to think what else really kind of stood out, you know, positively, negatively in this one. Uh, I mean, a lot stood out negatively. Uh, obviously, we touched on touched on quite a bit of it already. Uh, and again, I think a lot, a lot of it, again, uh, it still just comes back to the game plan of like, what were you trying to do coming into this game? I just don't know. I don't really like... <sighs> You you know that your your quarterback who's not the most mobile was injured last week, and you're good. In, you know he he was he was injured enough to miss almost you know almost the whole second half, like you know uh, yeah half of the third quarter and, and the fourth quarter of last game. So you you trot him out there, and I just don't know what they were trying. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do. It's never good, you know, when you play three quarterbacks in one game. Which is not, it's just, you're not going to win. You're not, well, what percentage of games do you think you, you win when you're playing three quarterbacks, not including mop up duty, right? Well, they wouldn't have played, first of all, they wouldn't have played Pine if it was going well, right? Like it wasn't yeah. the plan to play Pine, it was the plan to play Buckner. Yeah. So that's the first part. And, and, right. I, and I think that, like, you look at the offense. And it's really been this, like I said, it's been this way all year. Like there's always, there's, they're, they're all, it's all just kind of messed up, like all the way around, right? Like there, sometimes it's the receivers and they're dropping passes. And sometimes it's the line and they're not blocking how they're supposed to. And sometimes it's the quarterback not getting the ball out. And some, you know, like there's always, well, it's we- just, it's just not very good. And, and, and it's like kind of Brian Kelly said, like we, we need to stop doing the musical chairs thing and we need to get it figured out. And, you know, to me, it's like, it's pretty disappointing, I guess, that it's week five. You know, you know, you've got Wisconsin, you've go, you know, you've got Cincinnati coming up. And it's week five and, and we're still like, you still don't have this figured out where you're still like, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. Yeah. You know, we can't like, we've seen it against every opponent, good and bad. Yeah. And it's just, it's just kind of disappointing that, you know, maybe the level isn't where it's been, right? Like maybe the level isn't as high, but like, it's not like, it's just generally not good football. Mm -mm. It's poor play. And it's what, and, go ahead. How much do you put? I was just, how much do you put on Reese in this? You know, he is the offensive coordinator. It's what not you, so much Reese per, as the offensive coordinator, I guess. Yeah. It's just like the entire staff. Like the entire offensive operation kind of stinks. And it's week five. Like, and, and, and I understand that, like, you know, I, I think the person with the roughest go of it 
is probably Quinn just because of the the various injuries, right? And people are in and out and that sort of thing. And that's very difficult, right? And it was difficult anyway, giving replacing four starters, right? Mm-hmm. But like, what's the story with the quarterbacks? You know, what's the story with the wide receivers? Like it, the drops, Yeah. you know, just like we're, you know, we're hearing a lot of things about poor routes being run. I don't think the receiver blocking has been particularly good this year. Mm-mm. The tight end blocking has been poor. Like, it's just bad. It's like bad football. And now we're in week five and we're still seeing it. And so, like, to me, that's the disappointing part. Yeah. It's like the, the level is, it can be higher than this, right? Maybe it's not 40 points a game. Yeah. But, like, we cannot – we shut out in the first half. I mean, come on. Come it was on. first time since uh, – what did they say it was? 2000, was it 2007 USC? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't they, said was four, they said it was 14 years. 14 years, so that would make sense. Uh, 2007 uh, USC debacle when they wore – they wore those sweet 1977 throwback jerseys um, and sullied the, the history of those jerseys with a dreadful – uh, dreadful, dreadful performance. Uh, and, and and it just also goes to show that yeah. if you're unsettled at quarterback, it's tough. And, you know, yeah, we knew uh, everyone couldn't wait to get Ian Book out of here. They could not wait. We want the guy who can go through reads and stands in the pocket and will make the throws. Well, here you go. Congratulations. Yeah, I, you, I, you know, like it's just everyone couldn't wait to get rid of the guy. And I tell you what. Never lost to no Cincinnati. No. So. Yeah. So I know it's funny. Uh, certain there is there, there's one I won't name it, but there's certain uh, certain Twitter account who all summer was saying how good. Uh, how much better uh, Cone was going to be than Ian Book, who was calling for Drew Pine. Uh, today and I may have responded to one of their tweets saying I thought uh, do you still think uh, that Cone is substantially better than Ian Book and I didn't get a response it's weird how that happened Um, but you are correct Uh, and uh, I just don't know like I don't know what you do again at this position now Um, I mean I do I know I I, like to me it seems clear Right. And, you know, you go with Pine and I get that the plan was to have this Buckner package. And we talked about how, you know, if Cone was doing his thing and it was like, okay, you have this package and it grows each week. Okay, we could see that. We could see how it's going to grow and grow and grow and grow. And maybe by the end of the season, Buckner's ready and he takes over. But like now you had a plan. Right. And that plan is not working. And we said this, and I criticized the defense in earlier podcasts about it. Of you know, it, it seemed like those first two weeks, Marcus Freeman had a plan of what he wanted to do, and it wasn't working with the personnel that he had. So what did Freeman do? He adjusted, and he's adjusted what he's done, what, what you know, what what he's been doing to match the personnel and to match the pieces that he's got to work with, and the defense has played much better. Hell, even today, again. Did 
Cincinnati was spotted 10 points in this game. And even if they weren't, giving up 24 points to a top 10 team with a quarterback who's pretty good isn't a bad performance. It's not a great maybe performance. Maybe it's not an elite performance. But like even if even if all 24 points were equally, you know, earned, you know, so to speak, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, earned on the defense, not to say that Cincinnati didn't earn those points. They earned them because they got the turnovers. Okay. But like they didn't, it wasn't the defense's fault that, you know, one of those touchdown drives was 10 yards or whatever it was, because that's where the drive started. And it wasn't the defense's fault that another one of those, the field goal drives was like 10 yards because, you know, again, that's where that drive started. So, you know, take that away. Cincinnati had two drives in this game where the defense, you know, actually gave up points. So, like, you're going to take that against a top 10 team, right? You're going to take that against a top 20 team. If you could say, hey, defense is going to give up two drives today, offense, you know, score me 20 points, you're going to go, okay, that, you know, we that's our job. We should be able to do that. Um, so, at this point, you know, the offense now needs to do the same. The offense needs to say, you know, forget your plan. I don't really care what your plan was. This is the reality of the situation. This is what we have. You know, make it work. Make it work as best that we can at this point. That's where you're at on the offensive side of the ball. And if that means starting Drew Pine Saturday night in Blacksburg and forgetting the the Tyler Buckner package for a week, because to Kelly's point, he said, we need some continuity at quarterback. Well, guess what? You're not going to get that continuity if the plan is going to be, well, now we're going to start Pine, but we're still going to bring in Buckner for a drive here, a drive there, a drive there, and a drive there, right? Mm-hmm. It, it worked. This this plan worked for Florida when it did because the starter that wasn't mobile was what was Chris Leak that year. He was like a senior, right? He was He was a senior established starter. Right. He had he had experience. He wasn't a first time starter. So um, and then they were inserting, you know, Tebow in that scenario, uh, you know, in specific uh, in specific situations. Well, guess what? We are no longer in ideal situation here. And if you want continuity and you want to see what this offense can actually be, then you got to adjust. And if you're going to if, if the staff is going to be stubborn and they're going to say no, we're going to keep trying to do what we want to do versus what we can do and what we've seen us be able to do well. Well, then we're going to lose another game. That, like that's that's just going to happen unless this un, unless the staff says, okay, we really need to adjust what we're doing on offense. And you know, right again, if it's pine, you need to ride it for like a game. And you, you what you don't need to do is if if it's next Saturday night and Pine is driving you down in in Lane Stadium and he's got you, you know, on the doorstep of scoring, don't put in Buckner because that's your plan. I adjust your plan, right? You control your plan, right? You, it, it, just because the plan says, oh no, we got to put Buckner in, it doesn't mean that you have to do it, right? You got to know the situation, um, and that was what frustrated me the most and why I brought it up earlier. Was it because it was like, yeah, I, I don't like who cares if that's what you practiced and that's what you 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 came in, you know, uh, you know, attempting to accomplish. Right. What did you know? Uh, Mike Tyson, famous saying, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Notre Dame got punched in the face today and they were like, well, we're still going to try our plan. And it's like, no, you got to you got to adjust in those, you know, in those scenarios. And I think that's where we're at on offense. And if they adjust. 
and Pine comes in, you know, Pine starts on, on Saturday and has some success. Well, then, you know, obviously the sky is no longer the limit for this team because now you got a loss. Uh, you got no more chances based on the schedule to impress anybody, really. Um, so you just got to look at it and say, well, now it's it's seven one week seasons, as cliche as that sounds. But um, that's where you're at. And we'll see. But uh, I don't know like if if they start pine next week and like by the third series, they're like, well, we're going to put Buckner in here because that's again, that's what we want to do. Then. Then didn't just start Buckner at that point. Right. If that's what you're going to do, then like, hey, you might as well just roll with the freshman. Let him make his mistakes, drop two or three more games this year and play for next year. Because if you if the goal now is to still win as many games as you can, you gotta judge. You gotta something's gotta change. I mean, I I I'm just really not like super. Um, I'm just not super. I don't mind the Buckner stuff. <laughs> like, so, I, like, don't I, I don't either. I don't either. When things are working, but it's like in a game like today, it like the Buckner package wasn't working. So again, which you, we didn't see it at all in the second half. They ran, they they rode pine for the entire second half. So maybe yeah. that's what they're going to do. And that's my point, though. It's like, you know, when the offense is, is when you, when you got some things working and you want to you want to insert him, great. I, you, a couple weeks ago, I was all for it. I was like, this is great. You know, you know, let his package continue to build and build and build. But now things have changed, right? It's been two weeks of offensive struggles in a row like major offensive struggles because you know what, what last week what it was what we had 13 point no it what was it it was 13 to 10 before the Tyree uh touchdown so what is that 10 points for the offense the offense scored what 17 or no it scored 20 17 offense scored 20 of the of the 41 points last week mm. and even one of those field goals was set up by by an interception so it's like that's two weeks in a row of of struggles. So something needs to get adjusted. And Cincinnati stopped the Buckner package pretty well when he was in the game, which is going to happen. He's a freshman. But I mean, I'm just saying like they, they were like, Oh, he's probably just going to run it unless it's an obvious passing down. And if it's an obvious passing down, we are just going to pressure him. And that's what happened. And when he was in, they crashed on him when he ran, and when it was obvious passing, they, you know, they 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 put pressure and it worked. So again, that plan, if you're gonna go with if you're gonna go with that package, something there needs to also change with with how you're you're gonna deploy it. But I think for the sake of this offense and needing something, if you go with Pine next week, I think you just gotta let him play the whole game. And then you work, you figure out what you're going to do with the Buckner package, you know, in the bye week. That's my take. We could talk about that more, you know, in the Virginia, in the Virginia Tech preview pack or the preview pod, you know, later this week. But um, that's just kind of that, that, that was my biggest qualm with the offense today is like, it's trying to, it feels forced. It's like, you're trying to force what you are instead of being what you are in a way. And that's part of the struggles. It's like, you got this, again, to your point, you got this fifth-year senior transfer, and it's like, well, we're going to try to force that. And it's like, it's not working. So, like, you got to change something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, they did change, though. It's just that, yeah. like, they did it too late, right? Too like, late. it was all it was all after, 
you're down 17 nothing, and it's like, okay, well, you can't spot a team 17 points, you know? So no. um, I don't – but, like, I, that's why I was saying in the beginning, like, I think, like, there is clarity now, right? I hope like, so, but we, I mean, Kelly, I, and it, Kelly wouldn't and commit. I, well, he's not going to commit today, right? That wouldn't be fair. But, um, I mean, we'll see. I, 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 I'd be shocked if he didn't. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I was I shocked just, that they didn't start him today. So, man, it um, is, How wild is it that we are? Like, for as good as the Brian Kelly error has been. Don't take this the wrong way, folks. 106 wins is nice. You know, we, we lived through Davey. Through through Willingham, through Weiss, the ups and the downs, mainly the downs. Um, the highs of the Lou Holtz era are like my earliest memories <clears throat> of Notre Dame football, like the high highs of Lou Holtz. Like my real memories are like the early '90s, like highs mixed within mixed with like one bitter disappointment at least every year, right? So, so I, I'm grateful that you know Brian Kelly did win 106 games. And he did, you know, lead Notre Dame to 26, you know, home victories in a row. However, how absolutely crazy is it that here we are, season 12, and it's another year where there is discontent and controversy at quarterback. It's like, it's it's been the hallmark of the Brian Kelly era when you look back at it. 2010, right? Dane Chris starts, gets hurt. Tommy Reese comes in. 2011, it's Reese versus Chris. Chris wins the starting battle, loses it by what week two? Did he did he lose it? It's like okay. So then you got Reese and Reese and 11, 12. Everett Colson, uh, you know, wins the starting job in you know in, in training camp, but Reese still has to come in against Purdue. He's got to come in against what uh, Stanford. He's got to come in against. Uh, well, he had to start BYU because of the because of the concussion. And there was other games where he came in too. So, okay, that's 2012, 2013. Well, now, you know, Golson has his academic scandal thing. So, okay, now we're back to Reese. Um, And then not only that, we had the game where Hendricks had to come in against USC. Although that was probably, that was because of Reese's, uh, Reese's injury. But you're like, all right, now we go to 14. Starts with Golson, ends with Zaire. All right, 15 (laughs) starts with Zaire. Ends with Kaiser when Kaiser gets uh, or when when Zaire gets hurt. Sixteen. Then we can start off with uh, you know Kaiser and Zaire splitting the reps. You're like what? Okay. And that was mismanaged because that was clear that Kaiser was the quarterback. But you know Kelly wanted to be loyal to Zaire in sixteen, and that caused issues all around. Right? There was there was the reported issues in the locker room that year between the Kaiser camp and the and the Zaire camp of who liked who and but like. It's clear to anybody who watched that Kaiser was the better quarterback. So you had that. 17, at least we had Brandon Wimbush every game except the one where he was hurt, where where, where Book started. But then 18, we had <laughs> Wimbush starts, Book takes over. It, it's absolutely insane, right? 19 and 20 were the only years with some stability. A quarterback in the entire 12 years of the Brian Kelly era, and here we are. Year 12, we're in game six. We've played three quarterbacks this season. We played three quarterbacks today. And we're already talking about a quarterback change. It's bananas because he came into Notre Dame as this off with this this 
you know, uh, offensive background. He was an innovator and, you know, he had, you know, the quarterbacks at Cincinnati who were high flying and all that. It's just, it's wild to me that that's, this is where we're at actually, you know, in, in year 12. And I did not plan that quarterback rant, by the way, that was all just off the top of my head, spur of the moment, like quarterback rants. But that's this when you say it out loud, how insane does that sound? Like, if you were to explain that to another fan of like another fan base, it's like every single year, this is what's happened to us at quarterback. You'd be like, that's crazy. And here we are again, we're going into game six. It seems like there's a very good chance we're going to have a change, uh, you know, at, at quarterback. Wild, wild to me, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been better. (laughs) It would have been better if Brennan Clark hadn't gotten hurt. That's true. Why? It would have been better. Are you, uh, are you, I mean, we've only seen him a little bit, but I do remember the few times we've seen him, I was impressed with his arm. I was much, like, he had, he had a live arm. The few well, times. I mean, it, they, if, if he didn't get hurt, then they would have just started him. And then, and then, uh, Jack Cohn wouldn't have come. That's true. So. Or Pine. And what's funny too about Pine is there's like this narrative that's growing of like, and it's all because he's 5'11", um, which I thought was funny that Drew Brees mentioned as as why he liked him because he's under this the, the the six foot and under quarterback club, but um, there's like a narrative growing or there's been of like, well we can't start Pine. Pine is this like unheralded, uh, you know, scrappy under recruited quarterback that we and it's like, no, he was a top two fifty recruit. At one point in his junior year, he was a top 100 on Rivals. And, and I, th- I forget where he ended up at Rivals. Rivals still had him like just outside the top 100, you know, when he, when he finished. So he, it's not like he was a, a lowly rated recruit with offers from Central Michigan and Kent State and Miami of Ohio or something like that. Like Drew Pine had good offers. Drew Pine was a highly rated uh, you know, highly rated quarterback. So if he is who Notre Dame rolls with this year, like it's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. And it's, it's all because he's like, yeah, he's five eleven. So people are going to say, you know, well, he can't be, but Hey, you won a lot of games. Drew Brees won a lot of games, uh, you know, at, uh, you know, at that height. So Russell Wilson wins a lot of games. He's not the tallest, but you know, it does seem like with Pine in the game, there's it's it's not just the the stats. Pine just seems like he has got a better command of the offense. It feels like the team rallies around him. He's got obviously he's got the moxie. He's doing the Conor McGregor, uh, you know, last week on the field after you know after his touchdown to uh you know to kevin austin so i mean if the silver lining of this game is that we found a quarterback maybe it's not the worst thing because the rest of the schedule does look pretty freaking manageable based on how much worse all the other teams are that we thought were going to be good right people thought usc might be good and no they aren't uh you know people thought north carolina was a top 10 team and they are not very good um Although Stanford, look at Stanford knocking off Oregon today. So now that game, all of a sudden, you know, after two weeks, Stanford looked terrible. Now they've, you know, blown out or yeah, they blew out USC. Now they beat, they beat Oregon. So who knows what, you know, what that, what Stanford will be like by the, you know, by the end of the year. 
Um, I'll say we played today like we did against Stanford. That's the kind of that's the kind of game Stanford wins, though. So we can't. That's that that'll be something to watch, just you know, as we get closer to the to that point. But um, yeah, I mean that, that that could be our silver lining in uh, you know in all of this, and it would be it would be it would be classic <laughs> Brian Kelly era if you got the hotshot freshman Buckner top 100 recruit coming in. That was supposed to be, you know, that was supposed to recruit over Pine, and Pine comes in here now and rattles off like seven wins to end the season. That would just be so stereotypical of the Brian Kelly era at quarterback after what I just uh, ran through. I'd love to see it. I would I'd love to see it. And I, but like the, it, it the thing is, it's like the relative strength of the rest of our schedule is just kind of, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we we have the same problem against every other team as we had against Cincinnati today. We make too many mistakes on offense. It's yeah. like the defense is like not even really worth discussing because, exactly. you know, you give up less than three hundred yards in the game, right? What's the what are we talking about? I you know, I wrote like, it. I wrote like, it in my overreactions post. I was like, like, like you know, yeah, it's like. You know, you give up some stuff and it's like, yeah, they did, right? Like you and the coaches will get on them about it, but the the level of play on the defensive side is fine. Yeah. And it's how you go eleven and one or twelve and zero or ten and two, right? It's like we're, we're the- not playing we're we're like a top forty, fifty offense right now. And it's just kind of yeah. not gonna work. With if and if we were a top twenty five offense. Right now, we would if be we were a top twenty-five. We would be undefeated offense, we would have right now. Won the game today, exactly because the offense was that bad. The defense was good. Uh, yeah, yeah, they gave up two drives all game to a pretty good team. You're gonna live with that, right? They're not. I, I, I think I was responding with somebody on Twitter who said like, "Way to go, defense! You can't give up the drive or something." I don't know. At the end of that, they were they were upset about that drive at the end of the first half, which I, I mean, obviously nobody was happy. That Notre Dame gave up that quick touchdown drive with 145 or 150 to go, whatever it was. But at that point, you're like, defense just balled out for an entire first half. Yeah, they gave up something late. But, like, I mean, I'm sure they were pretty tired because they were on the field the whole first half because the offense wasn't doing anything. And the defense played, like I said, well enough for Notre Dame to win that game most most days with a competent offense, right? I don't know. I guess I made fun of the advanced statistics last, you know, last last episode here. But, you know, most days where your defense does what Notre Dame's defense did today, you're going to win the football game. And especially when you're playing a good team. So that is, that's why we haven't talked about the defense because the defense is fine. The defense is going to be the reason Notre Dame is in every game for the rest of the season and the offense is going to determine whether or not they win them because the defense will have them in the game, but the defense isn't going to score. The defense and special teams aren't going to score 21 points every week. Like they did last week against Wisconsin. Uh, right. Exactly. Hmm. I mean, look, if, if the offense, if we start losing games like 38 to 35, then we can talk about the defense. But until then it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, 
I mean, I mean there's a, like there's obviously a bunch of good stuff there. Um, there's some Ooh. bad things, right? Like Clarence Lewis. Yeah, he had a rough. Not one. great today. Like not great. Yeah. Um, I had the one nice play in the end zone, but other than that, it was a very rough day for him. Yeah, it was a good one on the deep ball. On that the deep nice. ball, it was a little underthrower, a little, but still, yeah, well, that's was, fine. I know, it's fine. He he made um, a good play on that. It's just he he yeah, he got beat on a couple uh, on a couple routes there. What was the kid's name Pierce from? Yeah, from Cincy. Yeah. I mean, honest, like, honestly, like honestly, he he's not even close. He's not even close to him. It's not yeah. good. It no. was bad. Um, Kyle's play was pretty unfortunate. Mm. Yeah, he's gonna pick that, that underthrown touchdown on him is you 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 think underthrown Kyle Hamilton equals interception, but uh, well, his back is to him. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, I'm just so saying like in general. In general, you think like, oh, that's one he could pick off. Like yeah. he's running a corner route, and so he's trying to get over the top. He expects the ball to be over the shoulder, and so you're kind of racing to a spot. And then he senses the receiver. Um, he senses the receiver slowing down. Yeah. And you and it's just like everyone does this, and I've been in this position so many times where you think to yourself, "Oh, it's short. I need to find it." And um, you can't. You know, obviously, you can't find it. And then you you look and the guy you turn to look and your momentum's taking you this way yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he stops he can see the ball you yep. can't you keep going he catches it it's like the worst yeah i felt yeah. for him yeah it was well he wasn't the only one that had a rough day uh i mean jay jd bertrand is not gonna he might not have fun in film Oh man, that the last drive tomorrow or where whatever day they do their film review, he, he's the he last drive. I, like every play, they went after him. Yeah, he. Uh, it's just tough. That was it's yeah, tough. Not, not ideal. Um, but like, but at the same time, like two drives, you know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I just that's saying. why they're a good team, and that's why like, you know, like Desmond Ritter, like that's what that's the difference. Right, you have a a four year quarterback playing for yep. you, yep. and we've got, you know, redshirt freshman Drew Pine, true freshman Buckner, and Jack Cohn, who's been with the program for like eight months. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just not. It's just like a total. That's the difference, right? Yep. That's the absolute difference. Man, what so. if, Greg? Give you a, give you a what if right here. What if? Name, image, and likeness had come out a little bit earlier. Do you think there's any way Ian would have come back for a sixth year? Because <laughs> it no. was a free year. He could have. He could have come back. He could have come back last year. I know, but I mean, but at that point, you know, he had already played five years. Name, name, image, and likeness was was probably coming, but there was no guarantee. So he was ready to start collecting his NFL, uh, you know, his NFL, uh, you know, checks. But as a I don't know. What is a fourth round? I don't even know what a fourth round NFL draft pick. It's not a lot. Let's see. Uh, uh, he's four. probably clearing a million dollars. I don't think so. Uh, actually, we'll find out. I don't think as a fourth round, I mean, maybe with signing bonus already, but like, I don't think the fourth round uh, rookie pay scale, maybe you, you might be correct. I could have sworn it was lower than, let's see. I'm going to tell you in a second. Four a, years, 4.15. Okay. So 
Let's see. So yeah, base salary this year is six hundred and sixty, and then now oh, so base salary this year though is six sixty with a one hundred and seventy thousand dollars signing bonus. So under a million this year. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know what what Ian Book could have signed as a as an NIL deal. Uh, you know, as the as such a recognizable face. Uh, you know, as a as a quarterback for Notre Dame. But I think that. Uh... He can what he is, can make he can make endorsements with the Saints too. That's so. true, that's <laughs> true. But not too many. Well, again, not too many third string NFL quarterbacks are getting endorsements. But starting quarterbacks at colleges are getting endorsements. So, but anyway, um, yeah, it is it is unfortunate the the the, the situation that we find ourselves in here on offense because of the pieces that are there that could be good that we can't utilize right now. You know, Chris Tyree not really being utilized as best as he could because half of these plays, you got Tyree and Kyron in both blocking, um, you know, to, to provide extra pass protection. We still have not seen a jet sweep or any sort of run with Braden Lindsay, which I just don't understand. I don't understand why not. He is one of your fastest players. He's done it well in the past. Why are you not getting him the ball in that in that way? It seems like you, maybe you don't do it every week, but like, why would we're five games in the season and you haven't run a single jet sweep for your fastest player? I don't, I don't quite get that. We were running so much motion in the first half, like every play, you know, there's 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 motion all over the field, but we did not. I just don't. It doesn't quite make sense to me right now um but i still am holding out hope that we'll see it because he's very fast we know that get him the ball uh you know get him the ball you know in those scenarios and let his speed take over but it is where we're at it's not a good it's not a good saturday Greg, not only did I watch this game, by the way, but but I've mentioned on the pod, at least I think I have, is that my wife is, in, is a Texas A&M alum. So I'm actually, I, I had to switch my gear, you know, after the Notre Dame game, because she wears her Notre Dame stuff, you know, during the Notre Dame games, and then puts her A&M gear on for the A&M games when, when they're at different times. So I'm actually wearing my A&M, my A&M hoodie right now, because... I, as soon as that game ended is when I came up to my office to uh, to podcast, but here, but then that game, then I watched the A&M game, which was not a good game for A&M. And it's like, man, it is a disappointing Saturday of college football, at least in this house. Um, not if there's, I mean, I'm sure there's probably actually, well, no, there's not been worse in this house for us because, uh, you know, we've only lived here a year, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, prior to this year, I mean, the only losses, that's actually prior, prior to this year, the only two games, I think, that uh, that either uh, either Notre Dame and A&M uh, lost to was Alabama last year. Oh, no, Notre Dame had the Clemson loss. I forgot about that. Oh, well. But still, um, man, that was it was a, not a good A&M game either. Um, so it was a rather somber, somber night in this house, at least for college football. Uh, I hope it's going to get better for us, Greg. I don't. Uh, I don't know though. I I was very, I was very optimistic after the Wisconsin game that we were like, okay, that was the catalyst. That's what we needed. We needed the spark. 
and then that was going to do it. And I watched the inside the garage podcast um, and just watching those guys. It was like, okay, I felt good. I felt like things that they were saying made me feel good of like where they were at and how that team felt and responded to, you know, to that game, but uh, did not carry over. And now, now we're left to, to wonder what happens with this offense. Um, but we'll see. Hey, like if 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 Brian Kelly makes the change that it seems like he has to make, maybe you know we start to build on something. The second half was not again. The second half was uh, for the most part Notre Dame stopping Notre Dame. You know, he had a couple drives that ended on downs. He had a couple drives that ended on uh, you know the couple drives that ended on on touchdowns. And the drives that ended on downs, at least one of them, you in a, if you weren't down as much as you were, you probably would have kicked a field goal normally, right? That first drive when we were down 17, if it's 0-0 or you know, you're down 7, you probably kick the field, or at least try to kick the field goal there. Because I think it would have been, what, about a 48-yarder, uh, if I'm remembering off the top of my head? So that's not – that's pretty good production, uh, when you when you look at it in terms of what we saw in the second half, yeah, it was downs. The, the drive ended at the Cincinnati 30. You're normally going to trot Door out there. Whether or not he makes it is another question, but you're normally going to trot him down out there. Next drive, touchdown. Drive after that. Now, a drive after that was the punt, but that was also the drive that Austin dropped that you know 20, 25 yarder, you know, at midfield. So uh, un, unfortunate in that in that regard. But then you got touchdown after that, and then the last one ended on downs. Uh, you know, again after uh, what? How did we get? Oh yeah, that was after the sack. That was rough. Um, on uh, on second and ten. But that's not a bad half of football. Yeah, you're you're gonna take that most times. Again, again. Let's say this was again. If you had that in the first half, you dear, this is a game. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. Well, well, I guess maybe we'll find out. We probably won't. You know, Kelly's not going to say on Monday, uh, you know, who's starting. I don't think. Um, I mean, if he comes out and says Jack Cohn is still our starter, uh, that's problematic, I think. Um, yeah. But other than that, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think, but it's also going to be obvious, right? If he comes out on Monday and says... Jack Cohn's our starter. It's like, okay. Yeah, and then you know. Or if he comes out and says, we're going to see how it goes this week, you know that it's fine, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, unfortunate way unfortunate way to get the first loss of the season. But, you know, it's especially uh, seeing the way that Cincinnati acted post-game. You know, with their social media accounts, um, which, man, I did not. I mean, I knew since he this meant a lot to them. I did not realize how much it meant to them. Um, I can't even imagine how many hours it took some intern to compile all of the old Brian Kelly press conference clips that they put together um, for that little video montage that they released. But, man, whew. Get over it, guys. It's it was twelve years ago, right? You gotta, you know, you've moved. Well, I you've, mean, it's it's social media. It's fine. 
I know, but you know how many hours that probably, t- I mean, unless, I don't know, man, unless they have like transcripts maybe and they searched it that way, I don't know, but I don't know. He was there 12 years ago. He didn't, things things advanced a lot in the last 12 years in terms of how you find that. I don't know. I, I, I saw that and was like, you know, I hated you guys coming into this game. I hate you more. Um, we'll see how your season goes, but uh, uh, yeah, and they did their whole little plant another flag at the end. I just don't like those things, Greg. I don't like to see it. I don't like to see it in Notre Dame Stadium. Like if it would have been at their stadium, they could have celebrated fine. I don't like. I don't like it in our house. Well, this is what it is. <laughs> You're right. You're like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. And you know what? I didn't even, I had been drinking all day. So um, there was no good beers for this podcast. We didn't, we didn't earn them. They did not earn a good beer for the podcast. So I did drink a Bud Light that was in the refrigerator. Um, that's what, that's what you, that's what you earn with games like that. But um, no reviews to read this week either, uh, or this week, or, you know, we just ran, read some Thursday night. Um, so we'll see if some new ones come in. By the time we podcast this week, it's going to be an interesting week. Um, I haven't even loaded up the forum yet because that thing is probably just, that probably just needs to be nuked right now. Like, just clean it. Don't even look at it. Just delete it all and just <laughs> and just start fresh. Uh you know, on, uh, on, on Sunday morning, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, it's going to be an interesting week to see what happens here. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Anything else you, any other, any other thoughts, any other things you wanted to add from, uh, from this one? No, it's just time to regroup and, uh, you know, on to, uh, on to Virginia tech, get to the bye week and then i'll be i'll be there for usc i know, so I know. and you might be you might circle be, the wagons you might be doing some pods by yourself around usc or getting somebody to fill in depending on yeah. how how things on uh on the little uh, little baby v uh front uh front go over here so uh <laughs> we'll see we'll see how that goes i could be who knows man i could i could be watching the usc game from like uh you know a delivery room you know we'll see i don't know it's very possible, mm-hmm. given the time frames. Um, I mean, it'd be if if the little guy wants to be really, uh, you know, considerate. You know, we got a little house project going on next week that hopefully he will arrive after. Um, that's been a project that was supposed to be done two months ago. That is now getting dangerously close to when uh, we're going to bring a baby home. So hopefully that's done in time. Um, and then there's the bye week, so there's a nice little window there that would be just so convenient but uh <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens on that front too but uh all right man uh wish this pod was uh was ending on uh, on a higher note i had so many fun snarky headlines written in my head for this week and they're all gonna go to waste because we're probably never gonna play cincinnati again unless it's a uh, a bowl game but uh is what it is we got one game before the bye you figure out a way to get a win against virginia tech Go into the bye game or bye week at five and one, and you regroup for the rest of the season. That's what we're that's what we're looking at right now. So, all right, everybody, we hope you enjoyed this. You know, I guess as much as as one can enjoy a podcast after a loss like that. But uh, hopefully, us not you know just screaming and hooting and hollering gives you 
a little bit of uh, you know a solace in an in a otherwise bleak uh, bleak weekend of college football for uh, for Notre Dame fans. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, as always, keep subscribing and sharing this and uh, and helping us get the word out. We're going to preview Virginia Tech probably. I don't know, Greg. Wednesday, Thursday, either day. We could try Thursday or Wednesday. Okay, we're going to try to get uh, our preview done Wednesday night so it's ready for you Thursday morning, but no promises. We'll we'll see what the the real world allows for uh, you know for us. But keep listening. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be breaking this down. And uh, as always, go Irish. <laughs> <laughs>